0: We all know the greats, but behind every great player is a great coach. These are the leaders off the court that influence what happens on the court. Coach K, Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, Lefty yourself. These are the people that step up and combine leadership and the knowledge of the game. These are influencers responsible for putting the greatness out there of the talented players we see in the spotlight. Recently, I had the opportunity to travel back to Florida State, where I played three years of college basketball from 79, 80, and 81. Walking through those halls and looking into the locker rooms and the practice facilities, the arena where we played our games, the smell of the sweat of the stale popcorn the sound of the humming lights as they lit up the court. It brought back so many memories. I began thinking about the man who impacted me and influenced me so much. He's a legend. Coach Joe Williams.
1: ...to we'll see the ball, penetrate with the ball, or get it back out to the what it is. There's no pressure at all, but on defense, just we'll play some defense, and we're we'll going there, we're not getting any boards. Okay. All right. He's first off the board he wants to play. You're hey, going down? No. All right, look. I to get the good little got in close. Hey, how are you doing? Man, I, I cannot oh. believe
0: this. It is so great to see it's you. Good to
1: see you. I mean, you look you, great.
0: You look great. <laughs> well, I want you guys to meet. This is Coach Joe Williams. He was my basketball coach at Florida State, one of the great coaches anywhere. But I do, I, I cannot tell you, Coach, <laughs> how often I talk about those days at Florida State. I mean, God. God used obviously. God has used you in my life in so many ways, but used that whole experience in just. I'm just so thankful.
1: And I was able to work with you and watch you play yes. and develop. And uh, when I got a chance, I was going to bring you in at Furman. That's right. But then I got the Florida State job, and and I talked to you, and you said, "Well, I guess that's okay." Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we got you there, and then of course. Uh, there's so many things about that. Your first year, of course, uh, we didn't get to play as much, but the next year, uh-huh. uh, your dad came along on a trip and we went to Auburn, and you started at point guard. That's, That's, right. That's the now, first what a time memory. you started.
0: Coach Williams, going back, what would you say, though, would be some of the qualities of a great coach? Because you know so many, of course, you and John Wooden, who is legendary, we're great friends. I mean, I know from, you knew Dean Smith, I mean, you. Yeah. It, who were who some of the coaches right. you knew and tell okay, me I'll, what do you, what you, it takes.
1: One of the things that's the most important and you'll find the same thing in football coaches yeah. as well, a lot of people have all these offenses. What I found over time was that if I could take my best player yes. and put them in a position where they could get the ball
0: that's brilliant. And,
1: and have people move, so if, like, if you got, if you're Artist Gilmore yes. and you got the ball, uh-huh. then the other guys need to get open they have to get in an open passing lane. So if Artis gets double teamed or something, he knows who to throw the ball to. Yeah,
0: Artis Gilmore is a gentleman he coached, <laughs> Hall of Famer, one yeah. of the best players to ever play the game. Yeah. And, and, and and Coach Williams found him, brought him in. Well, and to be a great coach.
1: You have to have better players than the other team. That's good. And you have to play harder than the other team. Too. Okay, those two, Go, things. two things.
0: You have to have better players and you have to play harder than, harder than team. the other team. I'll remember that, that's gold. Yeah. God used Florida State in such a big way because I always thought, man, wouldn't it be cool to pastor a church where even my teammates could show up and understand what was going on. I always, I've, all, I've said that now around the country and other places. Well, one of the biggest things you did for me, Coach Williams, you've done so much, but back when I was in the ninth grade, I went to one of your basketball camps, and you were kind enough to say, "Hey, I think you have some potential." Right. But you said you got to shoot the ball right. the right way. Right. So, so to show you what kind of guy he is here, I am a little kid, you know, at a basketball camp. Coach Williams is out there showing me the right way to shoot, and it changed my game, Coach Williams.
1: Right. Changed it. Right. Here's the west thing you got it. You got to hold the ball That's like right. that when you're in. Exactly. Young, get the ball like that yep. and turn your wrist. That's around. it. Then your elbow points to the basket, straight Boom. up.
0: See that, guys? Boom, boom, Split boom. Split up. Right here, coach Joe <laughs> Williams.
1: If I help you learn a skill and yep. you get better, you feel better about it and you yes. are closer to me because I helped you develop. Right. But you're one that has to do all the work, but still, it's that time you yes. spend together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what I enjoyed the most of coaching is to really see somebody develop yes. over time. I've always been the closest to my best players but i tried to get close to everyone, you know. That's and right. some of them developed as the key best Williams, players. That's
0: why Coach Williams and I are so close. You got right. Artis, Rex Morgan.
1: Jonathan Moore.
0: Jonathan Moore and Ed Young, right there. Right. In fact, I think Coach Williams just said that, his top four players. That's
1: right. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Definitely one of the best looking. Oh, characters. thank you. Oh, gosh, and, thank you. And charismatic. Thank you, thank you. Right. <laughs>
0: Good morning! You guys doing well? So am I. So am I. I know you've seen the commercials before. How many were alive in the 80s? If you were alive in the 80s, yeah, I was too. In the 80s, there was a little company that came up with this slogan called, Just Do It. It's not do that better than that. Just do it. And The campaign basically said, you can buy our gear, but just do it. And the commercials were so motivational to me, it made me want to go work out or play basketball or, or tennis or whatever. Just do it. Just do it. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I think Nike's sales went from something like in the 800 million to over 9 billion And they credit the Just Do It campaign for that. One line, very simple, let's say it together, just do it. At all of our campuses, just do it. Do we have any lawyers in the house? If you're a lawyer, lift your hand. If you're a lawyer, lift your hand. Don't be shy. I was out at Frisco and one lawyer did like this. If you're a lawyer, lift your hand. Okay, we got them. Yes, sir. God bless you. Thank you. Others' hands are going up. Yeah, all right. We got some lawyers. Now, lawyers, I know you sometimes sue people or institutions. The brother of Jesus, his name was James. He wrote the book of James. And you'll see that on your message map. Make sure you have your message map out so we're... So we're ready to, to, to um, put the ball through the net. James, and Lawyer, stay with me now, the half-brother of Jesus wrote this book to the 12 tribes that were dispersed in the area. James' slogan, his advertising campaign if you will was just just do it just do it because the bible says in james chapter 1 verse 25 whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it not forgetting what they've heard but Say it with me. Doing it, they shall be blessed in what they do. Look at James chapter 1, verses 23 and 24. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. James chapter one, verse 22. Look at the first word, what is it? Just do it. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Just do it. Lawyers, I think you've got a lawsuit here. James coined this phrase thousands of years before Nike. You might be going, has the statute run out? I don't know. (laughs) You could sue Nike, maybe for billions. Just do it, just do it, just hit the court. Just put the ball through the net, just do it, just do it. I feel like when it comes to the Christian life that I'm educated well beyond my level of obedience. I think when it comes to basketball, I would say the same. I know a lot more about basketball than I actually applied. Just do it. What if we just applied what we know about God? Think about it, just what you know. Yeah, we have these coffee shop Christians, don't we? Have you ever seen coffee shop Christians? You go into any coffee shop, they're huddled up with their Bible, which we've got to read the Word, and they're talking, maybe discussing theology. But I'm afraid so many of them just do that, and they don't really do it. They don't really exercise their faith. The only exercise they get is their frequent trips to the bathroom because the caffeine runs through them. Just do it! That's what James says, just do it. Are you doing the stuff? Are you doing the stuff in your relationships? Are you doing the stuff financially? Are you doing it, man? Are you do- just do it, don't just hear stuff and listen, apply it. Several years ago, when our, when our kids were younger, I uh, coached some basketball, I had a fun time doing that. And uh, I coached at a school in the area. Some parents came up to me and they said, Ed, you won't believe this. Coaching one of the teams is a former NBA player. And he's about your age. And the parents were like, wow, an NBA player is coaching my kid. NBA, 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 NBA. Well, having played basketball a lot at Florida State, then another chapter of my life was in Houston. I was uh, on staff there at a Dad's church. We had these incredible gymnasiums, and because of some of my friends I knew at Florida State who became NBA players, I put together with some friends of mine an NBA summer league. So we'd have about you know, 20 to 25 NBA players playing in our church. and. Many times I would be like the only guy in the game who was not an NBA all pro. How crazy is that? So I knew a lot of the players. So I thought, I'm gonna talk to this coach and we'll have some common ground and whatever. So this coach, you know, coaching these kids up, I, I walked up to him, I go, hey. And I'm thinking to myself, God, this guy just doesn't look the part. But I thought, well, he's, he's saying it, he's telling everybody. He was an NBA player for the Charlotte Hornets. So I started asking him, I said, now when were you with the Charlotte Hornets? And he told me, really, okay. Do you know so-and-so, so-and-so? Oh yeah, I know them. Huh, that's great. So you played in the NBA? Yes, sir, I did. Looked me right in the eye. So he was uh, with his team practicing, and I just saw him pick the ball up and, and shoot a shot. And I could tell by the way he shot, there ain't no way this guy played in the NBA. I was talking to a pathological, in your face liar. Went home, Googled him. The only thing I found was an arrest record. He'd burglarized five homes, didn't even play college basketball, and obviously he hadn't even smelled the NBA, so we had to call him out. You're all talk, man. Talking smack, not doing jack. That's what James is doing. That's what he is, he is after in his letter. He's talking to Christians. He's like, man, you're talking smack. You're Not doing jack. Just do it, he says. Just do it. First thing that I want you to notice is when it comes to just do it, if you want to be a just do it person, the first thing is, you've got to catch the pass. Say it with me. Okay, I'm gonna have big Stan Durham. Stan's one of our pastors, we call him the Stanimal. He's about 6'4". I don't wanna give your weight out, but he has a cool (laughs) mohawk, 3% body fat. Now now, now follow along with me because I'm gonna hit on this word receive as Stanimal stands there. I'm gonna pass in the ball, watch this very carefully when I pass the ball, okay? When I pass the ball, this is the proper form. This is a chest pass. So when I do this, notice my, my, my thumbs are like udders on a cow. That's the proper. I'm just telling you how I was taught. If you have a problem with it, go to another church. So, you pass, and you, you, you flick your wrists, keep your elbows in, and it's like udders. Okay, so, so, so keep standing, all right? My dear brothers and sisters, James says. Now now picture James as a coach. You just saw my coach, Coach Joe Williams. Take note of this. Everyone, The James is talking to everybody. All the Christians back in the day, and he's talking to you and me right now. Everybody should be woke. Quick, one of the major aspects of basketball and the Christian life is quickness. Quickness. Quick to do what? What? Quick to listen. That's why I have you writing this stuff down because thoughts disentangle themselves when they pass through someone's lips through your fingertips. Write it down. When you score, in basketball, there's an official scorekeeper. They write it down, so say write it down. Okay, be quick to listen. Slow to speak, slow to speak. Man, that's convicting. Slow to become angry, because human anger, not godly anger, I said human anger, does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Oh, golly, Stan. <laughs> Trying to take me out. Obviously, uh, Stan has some motor skill issues. <laughs> kind of hurt a little bit. I'm not going to get into that. Huh. <sighs> Lisa, do you still want to have kids? I <laughs> think that might be over. Here, 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 Stan. Oh. Wow, Stan, that was one of the worst passes. I need to have somebody, sit down. You're, you're, you're not good enough. I got to have somebody who can halfway have coordination. Can anybody throw me a pass without hitting me in an area I will not talk about? This guy can't. Okay, stand up. Yeah, stand up. Okay, okay. That will go viral. I've only had one thing go viral. Well, several things, but one, one thing is, is uh, when my Doberman had diarrhea in my brand new car. It has millions of views. It's horrible. If you just, if you type in doo-doo demon. Okay, don't. Stan. See, Stan works for us. Do you think I should fire him because of that? (laughs) I'm kidding. Okay, so so throw that. There you go. Good. All right. So when you you throw a pass, here's what I learned. Now watch me very carefully. When you throw a pass, I step to meet the ball. Watch me. Do it. I step to meet the ball. If you can when you're playing basketball, you step, I can't believe that happened. Oh, man. I'm gonna take abuse for that. Okay, You step to meet the ball. I'm gonna read to you again. God is throwing you and me a pass every day. Every day, the word, this basket Bible is coming toward you and it's coming toward me every day. There's a word for you, a word for me. Every day, the coach of all coaches is going, all right, I'm going to throw you the ball, my man. Here's the rock. That's a nickname for a ball, a rock in basketball, the rock. Of course, we know the rock is Jesus. So every day, throw it to me. The pass is coming, so i got to take a step to meet it. I don't just stand there. If you stand there, it could get intercepted. I'm just standing there, that's it? Nope. no. Basketball, fundamentals, you take a step. Are you taking a step to receive the word every day? Are you? Keep standing. Stan is on the bench now. You're playing. So, what kind of step are you taking toward the word? We make it easy for you, we have an app. Do you have, if you don't have the app, lift your hand. Download it right, just lift your hand. I know everybody did not have the app. Okay, take the app, download it. Go to the App Store, type in Fellowship Church, and you've got it every day. I wake up early most mornings. Every day, the ball is coming to you. In a, in a, in a digital fashion, it's coming to you. Are you gonna take a step of faith? Because God has something He's gonna say to you through His Word. He wants the word to be implanted in our lives. A person becomes a Christian, watch this, when the word of God marries the spirit of God, you have a child of God. Have you been saved? I didn't say do you believe in Jesus. The Bible says the devil and the demons believe in him to such a degree they tremble. And that's more than a lot of the Christians that I know of do when they think about that. Have you been saved? You've got to receive Jesus in your life. There is a moment you make that decision. You'll meet God one day, are you saved? Well, I'm not ready yet, you've made a decision. No, if you say you're not ready, no. Now is the time, the Bible says, for your salvation. The word implanted in your life. God has been using different passes to get to you. They're different passes, like for example, You're great. The bounce pass. Excellent. It's bouncing and it hits its target. God is using his word and many times it bounces off of events, off of people, off of situations, off of things that might be as dead as this floor. It bounces to you and me. Do you receive the pass? There's another pass. I've already demonstrated it. The chest pass. Here, remember, udders, right? (laughs) Chest, elbows tight, boom, you pop it. There you go, all right. Sometimes God gives us things straight to our heart. And you're here and you're like, man, has Ed been following me around? That's not me. That's the Holy Spirit of God. But if you turn your back on the Word, think about it. All these passes are coming your way. We can't see them, but they are. And you're missing the pass of God? I think about how many times I've missed the pass of God. Been so busy, so preoccupied, I missed it. You can see what happens if you're not paying attention to the pass. We'll never have kids again. So (laughs) another one is the over the head pass. And one of the things that, that, that freaked me out, when I went from high school to major college, I couldn't believe how hard the balls are thrown. You would not believe it. And then playing with those NBA guys, I'm talking so hard it'll break your fingers, that hard. One of the ways that we move the ball around, and you can move the ball quicker with a pass than a dribble. Boom, over your head, boom. Some of the passes God gives you and me, over the head pass. Keep standing, this guy's great. This guy's great, man. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. We're having the world record dunker, the world's best dunker. He's gonna dunk after this message. Jordan Kilgannon, I'll have him autograph a basketball for you and give it to you, okay? This guy, all right, his vertical jump is higher than LeBron's. It's higher than Zion's. It's higher than Vince Carter. You're too young to remember him. It's higher than David Thompson. I'm trying to relate to the old guys now. It's higher than Dr. J. 50-inch vertical. This guy's insane. So you got an autograph basketball. Jordan so again, you're welcome. Just, just just, remain there, remain there. <laughs> so we got to catch the pass is what I'm telling you. Catch the pass. I was thinking too, you remember when Jesus talked about, he's going to sit down because I'll, I'll call you in a second. Sit down. You remember when Jesus was talking about the different ways that people receive the word in the gospel of Matthew? Jesus looked at a sower. He goes, oh, look at that sower. He's sowing seed. Well, this is the seed. Sometimes when Jesus sows seed, when he passes us the ball, it's like this. A shot like that is called in basketball, throwing up a brick. Say it with me. Throwing up a brick because it's so uncoordinated. It's so unrelated to what a shot should be. You're simply slamming it against the rim. It's a brick. Brick! That's what people will say. Brick! Baseball. Brick! Baseball terminology. Basketball. Baseball. Basketball terminology. Another one is an air ball. You ever shot an air ball? Anybody? You're an air ball guy? I shot an air ball playing the University of Minnesota. I'll show you next week before 18,000 people. I'll never forget. I was right here, and I dribbled down and uh, we'd, we'd beaten them my freshman year. So, so I come down and I'm like this, I pick my dribble up, fake, fake, fake. I'm like, we're behind, I'm taking the shot. I took the shot, here's what the shot looks like. I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go it like this. <laughs> the only time I've ever had a standing ovation with 18,000 people was when I shot <laughs> that air ball. I'll show it to you next week, I can tell. You can't wait. You better be here. We're going to watch for you. Sometimes God shoots an airball. Are you believing it? We're not ready. I mean, obviously God's the perfect shooter, but it's like air ball. Other times, there's so much crowding that, that the ball can't even get to us and we can't even see what's going on. The hands are in our face. Again, I got to ask you, what are you doing with the past? The past is coming. What are you doing? You're going to tell me that you're not going to receive the past from God? This pristine, purpose-driven past, you're going to go, no, 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 forget it. I'll just do it my way. That's the first thing. Receive the ball. Catch the pass. Number two, let's move quickly now. Move the ball. So you catch it and then you move it. Stand up, my man. Tell me your name. Hudson, What's, Hudson? that's a cool name, man. <laughs> Hudson, where do you go to school? I got and Prosper. In Prosper? Awesome. Have you been to our Frisco campus yet? Great. We're coming out there. Uh, we're opening, it looks like, in October. million it costs, which we don't have yet, but we've committed to do it. (laughs) So if you have like, anyway, all right. So when I catch the ball, what do I do? Do I stand there? (laughs) Too many times, God's thrown me the ball, Hudson, and I've just, (laughs) I got it. I'm a coffee shop Christian. Where's the bathroom? Okay, when I catch it, I take a step and then, let's say this is the basket, I pivot and get in a triple threat position. A triple threat position, Hudson, I can shoot it, I can pass it, or I can dribble it. Now, can you imagine if I didn't do that? Can you imagine if I didn't we're playing basketball, meet the ball. Can you imagine if I didn't pivot? Can you imagine if I didn't get in a triple threat position? Be in trouble. Coach James is saying, Hudson, Ed, John, Lisa, Barbara, Demetrius, meet the ball, pivot, get in a triple threat position because God has a great game plan, a great purpose, in your position. What are you doing standing there? What are you doing just discussing it? Get out there and play. When we were in the Sweet 16, when, when, when Coach Williams, my uh, freshman year, I'll never forget it, he gathered the team together right before we played the University of Kentucky and here's all he said. Guys, go out there and have a good time. And I thought, huh, that's interesting. You can sit down now, Hudson. Go out there and have a good time, that's it. But the older I've gotten, I realized what was he doing? Play! I've coached you up, I've recruited you, I've signed you, I've taught you. We have one of the best teams in the country. Play! Now the Bible says too that we're to get rid of filthiness and get rid of, of of sin. It says that. And one of the ways we move the ball is to rid ourselves of the, of the stuff that easily entangles us. You wanna wear your basketball uniform. So when you receive the ball, triple threat position, then you wanna push the ball up the court. What does it mean to push the ball? That means to go somewhere. That means to score, I'm pushing the ball. You push the ball faster with a pass than a dribble. But we gotta receive it, then we push it. I mean, where where are you concentrating your offensive energy? Where? I mean, great, you're stacking up more stuff. Great, you wanna start that company. Great, you're going to school, where? Are you concentrating your offensive energy where? 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 James is saying, you know the deal. Just go out there and have a good time. Just do it. Say it with me, just do it. I was at a lasso ranch a couple of days ago for our women's retreat. I didn't participate, but I was up there. We have a lot of ladies, a lot of volunteers, and I was watching them scurry around. I mean, we're talking non-paid staff. I thought to myself, these ladies are just do it ladies. They're catching the ball, and they're pushing the ball up court. Lisa went up to speak to our campus in Norman, Oklahoma, brand new. Over 103 ladies at this brand new campus. I thought to myself, all these volunteers just do it. It takes us 883 volunteers just to make the weekend happen at Florida State. I'm sorry. (laughs) You know what, it uh, it, uh, threw me off because uh, my nose is running. You know what, I was feeling great. I got hammered by the allergies again. I think because I spent all day at El lasso. Excuse me. Let's see if I can make this in the goal. You think, how much? I bet I can. Oh, I'll okay. keep, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not the only one I've shot. Oh man, come on, let's, let's put, yeah! (laughs) Snot happens, doesn't it? (laughs) You got to push the ball down court. You got to take the ball and go with it. And I'm just going to ask you, what have you done looking back over this week to push the ball down court? What have you done on your kingdom court to push the ball down court? What have you done? Have you been praying for people who don't know the Lord? Have you invited someone to fellowship church? Have you decided to take the moral high ground when everyone else is talking smack? Have you forgiven that person, even though you might have to think about that and pray for forgiveness every minute? Have you been spending time in the word, but not just the time are you putting shoe leather or shoe rubber beneath it as you go, have you? The Bible, see is, the Bible is our authority. I'm under the authority of the Bible. God, you tell me how high to jump. I'm gonna jump that high. God, you've got a position, you've got a team, You got a coach. I'm just ready to do what you want me to do in this trial, in this situation, in this temptation. I'm under your authority. God always works, we're gonna talk about this next time, with authority. Let me give you a poor example of authority. LeBron James, awful, awful. Here LeBron James is, and LeBron does a lot of good things. Here LeBron James is, playing for the Lakers, and he leaves his coach behind and tells the team bus to go, he has got authority issues. And whenever someone talks about themselves in the third person, they got authority issues. What kind of world do we have? The players run the show now? Really? You've got to be kidding me. Pathetic example, young people. Authority issues. You want to soar in your life? Get under the authority that God has placed in your life. Yeah, but here, oh yeah. Here's what LeBron's saying, I don't respect Luke Walton. I don't give a flying flip, LeBron. You respect the position. If you wait to have to respect someone to get under their authority, it'll never happen for you. Let me say it again, it'll never happen for you. And there are more authority issue people in our world today than ever before. And no one wants to talk about it, but you know what? I'll talk about it because it's in the Bible. There's no shame in my game. And I'll call LeBron out to his face. I love LeBron. I I think LeBron's great in a lot of ways, but in this situation, he is dead wrong. Do the opposite of what he's done. Opposite. So, catch the pass. Move the ball. What are you doing? What have you done this week to move the ball, my friend? What have you done this week to move the ball? What have you done this week to to put it through the net? What have you done this week to slam dunk the ball? Finally, watch the film. Man, I spend a lot of time watching film. I hate to see myself on film. I mean, I know I'm kind of gooberish, but when I watch myself play, I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, watch the film. Anyone who listens to the word and does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror. I'm glad you looked in a mirror because you look great today. And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. This, this, this is a mirror. You, 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 you wanna see who you are? Why do you think, why do you think the average person comes to church about once every six weeks? Wow. It's the mirror. It's not the extracurricular activities. Good. It's not the weather. They do not like God getting up in their grill. But do you realize, you read the book of James, the blessed life only happens when we're obedient. And too many people are part of the bless me club. Oh God just wants to bless me. He just wants to bless me. He just wants to bless, 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 bless. Yes, he does. You've got to do He says, then you have the blessings. We don't live playing in the sweet 16 or the final four or the national championship every day as a Christian. Most of us have to grind it out. Are you receiving the ball? Are you pushing the ball? Up court, I mean, are you involved here? I mean, are you really pushing the ball? Are you watching film? Because we should watch the film of our opponent. I mean, as I said, Satan's not that creative. He's gonna do the same thing over and over and over and over. For example, when I played high school basketball at Spring Valley, I still remember the offense we ran in high school. And Lisa knows it probably better than I do because she saw all of my games. I'd bring the ball down court, throw it to the forward, the other guard, would use him as a screen. If he was open, the forward would pass the ball to him. Then he would go to the corner. If there was no no one open inside, he would come back to me. And then my favorite part, I would go one-on-one playing pick and roll with the big man. And you know, I would come here, the shot was open, take it, dunk it, no, I'm kidding. Pass it, whatever. I still remember that. We ran that offense for 20 years. Same offense. The devil runs the same offense and same defense against you and me. He wants to take us out. Same one. Men are tempted like men are tempted. Women are tempted like women are tempted. We've got to call him out and say it. So we have to spend a lot of time looking at ourselves. Because self-deception is the worst deception possible. And I'm afraid a lot of us, a lot of us are are deceived. So, catch the pass, move the ball, and watch the film. Three keys, three keys to living the Christian life. Three keys for just do it, three keys. And when you do that, your life will be a slam dunk. Father, thank you in the name of Jesus for this time together. Thank you for your word. I pray, Lord, that we would receive your word each and every day, that we would catch your pass, that we would take your pass and move down court. And not only move down court, God, I pray that we would look intently into your freedom, into your law of liberty to discover who we are and whose we are. God, there are a lot of people here who don't know you personally. You can make this reception by simply saying this, if you want to become a Christ follower. Right now, just say it to yourself. God, I admit to you I'm a sinner. I turn from my sins, I repent and turn to you. I believe you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. And right now, I receive Jesus. And the moment you say that, you're signing on the dotted line. You're trading in your guilt for his grace, your foul ups for faith, your turnovers for his truth. If you prayed that prayer, that's the best thing you'll ever do. And right now, would everyone look at me and give a crazy round of applause? Because the Bible says, that we have a cheering section in heaven that doesn't sit down.